Hey there, welcome to the Creative Metaverse Podcast. My name is Ryan Kingsline, and I'm the founder of Vertex School, where we train creatives for the career of their lives. In this podcast, we interview amazing artists and creatives working in film, games, and building the metaverse right now. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Yes, so uh, welcome to Korea Talk. Um, in this talk, we are gonna talk about uh, let's see about me a little bit, my journey, uh, how uh, how you get started uh, in a career in in game development, um, a little bit about the career path that you can take, uh, what a studio would look at uh, for an artist, and, uh, and kind of like how to think about that. Um, and then about a little bit personal project, which I think is kind of the essential of, of applying to a studio. Uh, communities, and then we're going to end with Q&A. So write down all the questions that you guys are gathering during this talk. And, um, and I'm happy to answer everything. Uh, and if there is any questions that feels that you don't want to take in a group environment, uh, feel free to just write to me uh, in a DM if there is something you're wondering. So to start off, talk a little bit about myself. Um, I've been in, in, in games for around eight years now. Uh, I started in an indie studio that I created together with uh, some friends. Uh, we worked on a top-down stylized brawler. Um, and um, was a very good learning curve, but when that game was done, I felt like I wanted to try something bigger. So I went to Starbreeze and worked on uh, Walking Dead as an environment artist. Um, I learned a lot during that time because it was uh, a failed project and that was kind of like a good realization that every project is gonna not be smooth sailing, but Everything around it was a super nice experience, like with the people and stuff like that. Um, but after that, I felt a little bit like, yeah, I want to try kind of the biggest of the biggest. Uh, and one of those is Ubisoft. And they opened up a new studio here in Stockholm during that time. And uh, I waved my hand and applied there. Uh, and they reached out to me after a while and, and kind of asked if I... Uh, I would want to be a vegetation artist, so I jumped on the possibility, um, um, uh, jumped on it, and I kind of uh, became a vegetation artist uh, on the Avatar project, um, which is coming out this year. Um, but after a while, I felt like I'm kind of missing knowing everyone in a studio, um, which I felt a little bit in my previous studios more. So I looked for some studio that is smaller in size, but kind of have, has the same ambition. So I found Fall Damage here in Stockholm uh, and uh, joined them working on a first person, uh, competitive first person shooter. Uh, and there I work as a uh, lead environment artist right now. Um, but something I realized quite quickly was that uh, working in, in games, uh, you have to kind of sometimes ex expect, uh, accept that you are not going to work on exactly what you want to do always. 
So for me, it's always been uh, a really nice thing for me has always been to work on my own project uh, where I can kind of have an outlet that I'm sometimes missing. But the nice thing doing this is that um, it makes me always evolve uh, both uh, as an artist, but also in a technical sense, but also like um, 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 also as a as a person, like exploring um, stuff that I wouldn't probably do in a game game development cycle. Uh, they are usually very long, and with personal projects, they are shorter, so you can kind of like speed run uh, game development a little bit with those. Um, then. So getting started, uh, it's it's uh, sometimes hard to know exactly what to do when starting in this uh, uh, this um, industry. Uh, and I I stand there also in the beginning and didn't really know what to do or what I wanted to be. But I think something that can really help is to to look at around uh, on all the different studios that exist and kind of like. Uh, see what what they are doing and are they doing something that you want to do and usually we find a couple of them that we really like um, feel like they are uh, having the same voice that we have and I think picking one of those can really help to 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 uh, make your portfolio easier to to um, work on so for me, I started, I picked uh, uh, Naughty Dog, was a really big inspiration after playing Last of Us. So I, it was a little bit uh, Naughty Dog and Ubisoft for me. And um, when I picked uh, Naughty Dog, uh, I tried to consume everything that existed in uh, in the, the realm of, of that studio. So I went to all the GDC talks that existed try to find all the papers that that studio have uh, written and uh, of course play the games uh, read the art books uh, found a lot of podcasts where artists from that studio talked and kind of like just became very inspired by them and then of course also finding all their art station pages and with art station pages uh, it was also very interesting to see kind of their path they have taken uh, sometimes artists keep everything they have ever done, so you can kind of go back and see at which dates they joined the studio you kind of want to join and see kind of like, okay, they did these these things then, and that was kind of what uh, opened the door for them. Um, so you don't look at just the recent stuff because um, they have evolved during that time. Uh, and when it comes to kind of reaching that that dream studio. Uh, usually there is a couple of steps to get there. Like um, getting to, to Naughty Dog for me, for example, would, would be very hard because um, I'm Swedish and it's an, in America and getting a visa as a junior is uh, almost impossible. So I think being kind of like um, open to take a little bit different paths to get to that, uh, that, that dream studio uh, it's a good thing to kind of have um, early on. And something I learned after do climbing that that mountain is that uh, the path is not as it maybe seems to be when you're starting out. So it's gonna it's gonna go a little bit in in different um, ways, and uh, you're gonna change as a person also. So you're gonna get like 
new experience and uh, find uh, find out uh, who you are as an artist and um, um that 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 journey in itself uh, is probably one of the most fun things i think so when um, kind of like um, thinking of a, a game artist uh, i know there is probably not only environment artists there probably some character artists maybe also um but this applies for everyone because in a game studio especially the larger larger one um you usually don't do everything and if you want to do uh, more of everything then it's more about getting to the smaller studios uh, but when it comes to the bigger studios um there is so many uh, nuances that is needed for for making what we see in the latest games so usually uh, there is a lot of areas that people are specialized in um, and i think um, i think it can be broken down first in am i a technical person or a more artistic person and uh, for me it was i i like the artistic side of game art um, so i focused uh, purely on that in the beginning uh, and now in later like now i've started picking up uh, uh, the technical side a little bit also, but I'm still very focused on the on the artistic side. Uh, and uh, breaking that apart, uh, there is so many paths to take. You have everything from uh, uh, a person who creates the vegetation to to the t- uh, textures in game, to building the environment, or 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 even uh, building the shaders that are going to drive uh, the visual fidelity of the game. And I think it's very hard when you're starting out to 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 decide this. So I think the easiest thing to do is to think uh, a little bit broad here. So uh, if you are, for example, an environment artist, building building an environment uh, with a couple of your own materials, and then some uh, some vegetation, and then your own lighting, it kind of gives you the chance to try out everything and uh, know uh, what your calling is. Um, what was most fun there uh, and a studio is going to see everything you do and see a person who is who is uh, open to to try a lot of different things and um, and usually when you end up in a studio um, it goes very fast for 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 a person in in a lead position to see what what your passion is so um that can be uh, um, a person joins as an environment artist, but uh, there is some technical skills there, and then they they know programming. Maybe they're gonna, um, after years, evolve to a technical artist instead, and doing all the tooling for the artist. And I've seen that happen a lot. Um, and for me, it was uh, more towards uh, going from from purely being an environment artist to do more uh, concept art and uh, and art direction. Uh, but that's very hard to know when you start out. So I think um, kind of trying out everything in the beginning is 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 uh, a nice thing. And then when it comes to portfolios, um, some people use their own website. I would say to start off that uh, ArtStation is probably uh, the best way to go here. Because um, when we get applications from a lot of people, uh, depending on the studio, it, it can be that the uh, art director and a lead has to uh, sit through 20 people at the same time. I think making the job 
the easiest for them is going to uh, enhance your chances. So the less clicks, the better, and the mo more uh, use the website, the better. And I would say every every person that hires people now knows ArtStation and knows how to navigate in ArtStation. And that's why it's a such a powerful tool. And then you get free marketing at the same time with the Explore page and so on. Um, so when creating uh, your ArtStation um, um, page, uh, it's very easy to want to add everything on it because, of course, we are proud of what we have done. But I would say with an ArtStation, um, an ArtStation uh, page, it's important to to remember to uh, kind of like um, uh, just show truly the the things that you are the best at. Um, or else um, we are gonna look look at the the the, the weaker pieces and kind of ask ourselves, uh, is this person um, kind of like thinking this is uh, this is good enough, or what is their thought process? Because it's impossible to know. So I think uh, something I I did early on was to put like the old stuff or all my test stuff on, on a diff different page. And that would be maybe the blog post in ArtStation or an Instagram page or a Twitter page. And then just the ArtStation page would be kind of like the truly the, the golden scenes that, that are shining. And maybe maybe one that is uh, not as good, but, but almost there. Uh, and I think three of these uh, projects instead of 20 decent one is going to always win if you put them next to each other. Uh, and I have some examples here. So um, we have David Kong here who made a, a beautiful orc uh, a couple of years ago, which broke ArtStation a little bit. So he got a lot of tension with that orc. And that orc is uh, so well done. So he can basically apply with only that orc. Uh, and he's most likely always going to get an art test with that work uh, if he applies. Uh, my favorite example is uh, Robin, who kind of joined the industry at the same time as me. We were part of the same community. And uh, he joined Ubisoft uh, in Malmö with only two environments seen. But they were uh, kind of like a good example. We worked on one interior scene. Uh, in a like sci-fi aesthetics, and then an outdoor scene in in historic theme, and kind of showing a range there, but also just polishing them so they look like they are part of a video game. Uh, and this is maybe five five six years old uh, and still looks very nice. And then he had one prop where he shows uh, texturing skill, um, and I think this blueprint still works very fine. Uh, I used the same thing. I did uh, one interior scene and one outdoor scene. And then I had one prop that I really uh, worked uh, closely on the details on. Uh, and then I started a new project, a Harry Potter scene that was too big of a scene to finish. So I took the props from that scene and kind of built like a diorama instead. And uh, um, that was the portfolio that uh, that uh, opened up the door doors for me. Um, so when it comes to to, to thriving f 
for that uh, high quality bar. Um, what really helped me uh, early on was to to put my stuff against the stuff in, in on a studio. So um, like when we see game art from 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 studio, we we have to realize one thing, and that's it's a big team that works on this stuff. Uh, and it's it's a big t team with a lot of different uh, specializations, and they know a lot of stuff. So they they have a advantage over us when we build a portfolio. But what what they have is a, a player running around in an environment and looking at everything from every angle. So that's that's what, where it adds time to a game to create art. Uh, when we build, we are. Uh, the owner of the camera, so we can decide what what the viewer sees. And I think simplifying that as much as possible early on in the first project is going to win you a lot of uh, of a headache. Uh, because the more camera angles you add, the more um, your scene can break apart, or you add more uh, work. For for every camera angle you add, uh, the, the, you're going to add more more work to the scene. So I think finding one camera angle uh, and working on that uh, until it feels uh, like it could be part of a game, and then maybe adding a camera angle inside of that, inside of that composition, um, is totally enough for 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 applying. Um, and then later, like when you are in the industry, then you can play around to make uh, kind of like a like a. Uh, movie inside of a of a scene and stuff like that. But I think for a junior position, I think it's better to to focus on trying to achieve the quality bar uh, on the studio that you're trying to aim for. Uh, so when I worked on this scene, uh, this was my first scene. I put basically my scene around or in the middle of a lot of um, art from from, from uh, Uncharted and uh, some. Uh, uh, Naughty Dog, uh, Ubisoft games, uh, and I worked on it until it didn't stick out anymore. And of course, maybe you only get to 80% or 90%, but I would say if you get to 90% of a U, like a Ubisoft game or a Naughty Dog game, uh, then you probably can uh, land a job at most studios. Uh, and when it comes to inspiration, I think not only looking at games is a very important part. It's going to be what you're doing later when you are in a studio. So when it comes to environment art, for example, uh, Google Maps is is a super powerful tool. Uh, we use it a lot uh, in video games that takes place in in our world, and that's a lot of games. So for example, at uh, uh, Walking Dead. It took place in Washington, so I had as a, like a morning ritual. I always had a cup of coffee, and I took took my Google Maps car and drove around in the city before starting working and trying to find like new small stories. Because the nice thing with Google Maps is that you have kind of like uh, daily storytelling pictures of uh, of um, cities. So you can see kind of like um, um, ideas that you can add to 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 your projects and stuff like that. And there is a tool also where you can jump back in time so you get different stories on the same spot. Um, and then to to add to that, like using uh, Pinterest um, for finding more 
around that subject you pick together with like Flickr. And Flickr is 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 a kind of like an upload site for for hobby photographers. So you find always uh, very high resolution pictures there. So when you work on detail on your project, and that can be everything from prop to 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 humans and stuff like that. Usually they take pictures with um, with high definition cameras, so you get like 5K pictures from that website. Um, and then eBay is quite good when it comes to like uh, specific props because people sell sell maybe an old watch there, and uh, they need to take close up pictures to show how what state it is in and then you get kind of like uh, very good pictures from from all different angles and so on uh, and then when it comes to mood uh, i think shot deck and film grab is two very good website it's basically collecting um movie screens from 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 movies uh, and uh, you can scroll through them shot deck is paid but film grab, grab is free and uh, you can scroll through them and just kind of like look at the images and uh, and see what type of moods you are li liking because i think coming up from from nothing uh it's very few people that do uh, even when they build these movies they 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 build mood boards from uh, existing art uh, that was before them uh, and then watching movies can help a lot and of course uh, scrolling on art station um, but I think the most important part is to explore on your own. So I do a lot of walks, uh, especially now during uh, the last two years working from home. Uh, for me, it was important to get out, um, to to think about kind of like the process and stuff like that, and not only sitting and uh, doing doing. So walking around. Uh, in your environment and paying attention to to the small stories that happening uh, in the environments uh, and that can be everything from how is material behaving on surfaces and uh, how is uh, stuff breaking apart when time applies to stuff to small funny stories that happening in environments um to uh, kind of like how light behaves in these different situations how how does vegetation for example uh, receive light and how does that look uh, and i think one thing that can be very nice to do is to to take screen uh, take photos and then i do it on my phone and then calibrate it with the eye while you're looking at the real thing because then you get then you get the truest uh, version of, of lighting from reality. Because if you if you just use Google, uh, sometimes people alter images. So I think also taking it from reality is important. Uh, and then we come to process. So this is a project I'm working currently on. Um, and uh, here we have a little bit example who that how that was created. So uh, I. I get like ideas while scrolling stuff, seeing funny funny memes or stuff like that, and I stumble on on a raccoon that uh, was too warm to uh, so so jumped into a bird bird bath and just chilled, and that idea just uh, stuck in my brain. So I saved the image, and then I got uh, a capybara 
obsession when I found out of that path, uh, that animal. And those two idea kind of clicked into brain while going on a train. And I scribbled down idea where 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 a raccoon was in a capybara hot bath in uh, Japan and was too warm. And the capybaras were a lot of like super chill. Uh, and from that, basically, just doing different seasons mood sketches, and then and they are ending up with a with a scene. Um, so that's a little bit how a process can see, uh, look like. Uh, and then when it comes to 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 enhance the learning, I think most stuff I pick from is that I read read a lot of book and uh, when i say read i use i use uh, audiobooks when i walk so it doesn't have to be read but so, sometimes it's good to read read it also when it's pictures and stuff like that of course but i think uh, kind of learning from other other people's experience and not only from video game artists can really set you apart and 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 create kind of like a a more versatile artist of you so I go from from everything to 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 uh, book writers to movie writers to to camera uh, um, camera directors in movies to uh, uh, fine painters and try to learn uh, everything from them. And everything doesn't apply for what we are doing, but I think reading all of that stuff and some stuff sticks, and you can just reuse that. Um, that thing that sticks uh, and all of those together uh, becomes uh, basically you build like a very strong foundation in, in fundamentals with all of that knowledge. Um, and I think to add to this, to this slide is probably like podcasts. Um, me starting out, uh, I felt a little bit uh, hungry for knowledge uh, at the school I went to. And uh, there was not, there was no no teacher that was in the game industry and stuff like that, uh, and we didn't have like the communities and stuff we have now. So what I did was I started to listen to podcasts, and there was no game art podcast, so I listened to. There was mainly just uh, concept artists for movies, podcasts, but they were close enough, so I listened to a lot of that and kind of learned from their journeys. And that was uh, probably something that shaped me a lot. Uh, and then when it comes to building that portfolio uh, piece, um, something that really helped me and uh, a, lot, you know, a lot of my early scenes when I felt like I kind of have, have a deadline because I want to apply to places, I created a, a schedule with deadlines. I even planned in vacation if I had that and tried to break apart uh, the scene as much as possible. Uh, I think it's hard to know time slots on the first scene, but I think what I did on my early scenes, what I, I, I kind of did uh, planning while I was working. So I kind of learned how long stuff took and bringing this knowledge that you can do this to an interview uh, is like a, a dream for a, for a lead environment artist like a like a person who 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 knows about scheduling and stuff like that is very um 
looked up on, on uh, in, in the industry. So kind of breaking apart the scene and uh, I try to keep it as simple as possible. So I use color code uh, when I work on something, uh, green when I, I am done and I try to drive the whole scene together. So I don't work on one small thing. Uh, I work on everything at the same time. So trying to get everything to 70% uh, finalized uh, and then looking at the image and picking apart what, what is sticking out and, and focusing on those first. Uh, and that's a very good way to kind of save time to not like work on, on, on one thing only and then one thing uh, after that and so on. Uh, and there is a lot of good books about uh, planning also. Uh, and then a, a important topic that that was very important for me, because I ended up getting um, couple syndrome, which is basically uh, the worst nightmare of a digital artist. I even got it in my two my two uh, both hands because I stopped using the other hand. And it's basically that um, uh, that you're clogging up the the, uh, the caps between the the arm and the hand, and uh, uh, your 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 hand becomes numb basically. Uh, and uh, there was a point where I felt like uh, I don't know if I can have a career in this. Like how long can I last? So I did I did a lot uh, to to see that I can have a long career in this industry. And I think this is very like different for every person. So I would probably, I went to, to an expert and talked to that person and, and gather a lot of uh, information for that person. But I think just uh, doing stretching and taking walks, uh, trying to see, see on, on, on how, how you sit and stuff like that. For me, what saved me was to start using a Wacom tablet when I'm modeling in, uh, in Maya or Blender. That was kind of the solution for me. Uh, so now I switch between mouse and uh, and uh, pen uh, to break break the repetition basically. Then we come to art tests. Uh, I know art test is a scary subject, um, especially when you have never done one. Um, on the the street there, you can see it's my first art test I did. And when I did it, I get I got a prompt, uh, and there was a lot of words in that prompt that I never heard of before. Um, but I think uh, I think if you are um, if you're applying as a junior, they know that, so don't be too too worried about the art test. And I think for me, on every art test I've done, I try to add a little bit extra to the art test. So. I went with the mindset that um, if I was a hiring person, how would I kind of like, um, what would I like to see uh, from someone uh, joining my studio? So for example, with the first one, I tried to finish it a bit quicker than it was said, and I extended it also. So the picture I got was only a small section of a wall, but I built like a like a whole environment of it. Uh, and with the second one, the avatar one, that one I, I did before they even gave me an art test because I kind of wanted, wanted to uh, uh, try to make them not give me an art test. 
because uh, I didn't I, I didn't know vegetation. Uh, they basically asked if I like vegetation. I said yes, and then I had to read up on vegetation. So I built kind of this scene a little bit preparation for the interview, uh, but also bringing it to show um, show that I really want this job. So uh, I think that that kind of helped. And then with the last image there, that was kind of the same idea. I built it before they even asked. I built a, a, a prop and I sent it to them. And stuff like that can 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 help. Then we come up to the interview. Uh, and with the interview, it's, I would say it's fairly straightforward. Uh, usually when you end up in an interview situation, uh, they think that you are an artist that can really be be part of the team visually like they 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 believe in you as an artist um but they want to see if you are a person who could could fit in the studio and uh, work around um the team so i think when it comes to the interview uh, the only thing to to think about that is uh, uh they know that you are going to be nervous i think most people are nervous when they do a thing for the first time um so they're not going to look look uh, down on that or, or 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 question that i think it's more about just trying to be yourself showing that you are are a team player and that you're are have a passion for 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 what what the studio you're being interviewed uh, are doing uh, and then when we uh, wrap up things here uh, i think for me communities has been the most important part of my career and I have tried to um, break it apart in three sections and that would be the first one would be online uh, I especially when starting out I got a lot from being in online communities like polycount that was uh, it's not as big as it was then but it was a 3d forum where people wrote uh, about their project and helped each other give give each other feedback and stuff like that and that gave me uh, a lot uh, growth uh, just throwing it at different people in different communities and then kind of like uh, not taking everything literally uh, but tr trying to kind of see which feedback is important to apply for for the scene you're working on uh, and that's going to also build friendships online uh, and those friendships uh, can 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 actually land you jobs. So one example is that we have an environment artist in our team who he 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 applied to our studio before I joined and didn't uh, he didn't pass and didn't go to get the job. But then later when I joined, we needed an environment artist, and I went through the old applicants. And uh, I recognized his name, uh, and he he was in one of those online communities that I was in, starting out. Uh, and I remember him being a very friendly person in that community, helping helping people, but also posting very cool art and uh, showing growth in very scene he was doing. So uh, that landed him a job, and he he's still working at our studio. Uh, and then something I start doing to to not always be inside, uh, always be at the computer, was I tried to find 
community, communities uh, locally also. So I start joining uh, Drink and Draws, which is basically uh, most big cities has these, but uh, if they don't have them, uh, I created with friends one to if if it was missing. Uh, it's basically just meeting up at a, at a bar or at a cafe and just sit and draw together with other artists uh, from 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 uh, schools or from from studios. Uh, and that has also given me a lot of uh, job opportunities, just meeting people at those uh, places and um, kind of like uh, showing as a, how I am as a person. Because in the end, it's usually like um, when we hire people, it's a lot about the person. It's like the technical stuff with art is usually learned fairly quickly. But if a person shows that they are... Um, someone that the studio can trust, they, they we usually don't care as much uh, when it comes to, to maybe the artist. And then the last thing is kind of like finding finding friends that uh, that, that maybe that maybe can um, can grow with you. And that can be online friends, but it can also be friends uh, in in your city and they kind of grow together with them and uh, thriving for 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 our same goal um so that was the talk um and now we can do q a i don't know alexa if uh, people just write their question or if they can just use their mic uh, that's to both are totally fine but um, um feel free to ask anything um Okay, uh, I mean, for me, uh, whatever you guys want to do, if anyone has questions, they can write them, or uh, maybe people can write if they have a question, and uh, so not everyone opens their mics at the same time. So uh, just write if you have a question, and we can take that question. And it doesn't have to be about uh, all the subjects that have been, been in the uh, talk. It can be around that. People you you need you don't need to fight about uh, <laughs> the questions. Um, ah, now it's coming. Ah, a very good question there. Imposter syndrome. Um, I think it's a topic for for every artist. I mean, I had it. I would say I even have it before this uh, <laughs> this talk. Like I never done talk like this. So you 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 go around and think about it or. I think the the biggest uh, imposter syndrome feeling lately I got was when I became lead lead artist at the latest place, um, and uh, and um, I think I think uh, what helped me is to not try to take take um, this career uh, on uh, total um, what to say. Um, 
like not make it uh, about life and death. Uh, some senior person told me one time that remember that we are just making toys in the end. We make playable toys. Uh, we don't deal with like uh, uh, life and death situation on what we are doing. Uh, and I really try to take that to heart and try to 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 realize that I I'm never going to please everyone with I say what I say and do. Uh, but as long as uh, as long as I I kind of do what I do what I I kind of want to do and uh, feel like. Uh, um, like I'm creating what I want. Um, it's fine that not everyone likes it. Uh, and then I think with time, um, you learn to kind of deal with it also a little bit. So uh, you kind of realize that that everyone kind of lives with it and uh, that, uh, that it's kind of part of being an artist. I think uh, something that helped me a lot also was listening to podcasts uh, where... Um, like heroes of my was interviewed and they kind of talked about uh, the same problems they I have at that point they had in the beginning of their careers. And that kind of realized me that, um, that everyone has those, uh, um, um, those imposter syndromes. Uh, so Dahan asked because of COVID are studios supporting, uh, supportive about working from home or do they want artists in a physical space? Uh, great question. Uh, I think uh, it's like a split situation there. So some studios are now kind of like pushing people to come back. But I think, so when it comes to studios to hire people, it's a very hard realm to hire people. Like I think there is more more jobs than there is uh, people that uh, the, the studios kind of want to have. Uh, so it's not always salary that helps. Sometimes stuff like being able to work from home is a very new great tool for studios to, to secure talent. So our studio, for example, we open up uh, people to work wherever they want in in Sweden for so uh, now, and they get a computer. And what that has done for us is that we have hired uh, a lot of people that, that I don't know, maybe we wouldn't be able to hire because uh, most most studios doesn't uh, promise that after COVID. But I think we're going to have um, going to have uh, people going back to work and then they're going to kind of uh, miss miss be able to work from home and they're going to start moving to companies that does it and then maybe most studios gonna join that uh, that movement, uh, and you see the same thing with like four four week work days or no crunch policies. I think uh, those are also gonna be like tools to secure talents, because uh, now we have um, a lot of the AAA studios, people uh, like the senior people there are uh, leaving those and starting their own smaller studios. Uh, that's the case for for the studio I'm at. That uh, one of the founders of Dice uh, left with a couple of people from Dice and started this studio, and you see that a lot of happening. And they kind of don't want to repeat uh, maybe uh, the crunch that exists in a lot of big studios or 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 creating a better work environment. So I think I think uh, 
that stuff is just going to get better and better. And then when it comes to kind of like outsourcing, I think that there is a, like a, a possibility there also. Um, and then with Meta, we, we don't know what happens there. Uh, that might even like open up a new realm, but that would probably be in the maybe the next uh, five years or so. Uh, let's see. So, Germino asked a great question: When does someone stop being a junior? So I'm gonna I'm gonna confess a secret here. Uh, on paper, I was written as a junior at uh, Ubisoft, so um, they didn't count my time as an indie as uh, development knowledge time. So on paper, I was a junior, uh, which I didn't really agree with. But I was hoping that uh, maybe they see what I can do and they're going to take away that title. Um, and then I went for junior to lead um, switching job. So I think I think it's more um, a little bit um, like the studios has like years. So usually it's like two to three years that you stop being junior. I think it's also a little bit like um, uh, a, a thing that you can say yourself also. Um, so, for example, I, I, I didn't put the junior on, um, on my, my art station or my LinkedIn. Um, I put just environment artist instead. Uh, and that, that can be, um, be a thing to kind of like show what you see yourself as. Um, I wouldn't put senior because uh, that 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 probably comes more with with time. Uh, I would say junior is a little bit to 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 not stress people when they join a studio. So a junior doesn't have pure responsibility when they join a studio, uh, and they are allowed to develop with the kind of first project they work on, and that's kind of the idea. So they have someone next to them, helping them out. Um, but they get to do like all the different steps that uh, any artist would do, but they don't have the same time frame as a senior would do. Um, so Katie asked, do you have any strategy for continuing to learn new techniques or software? So my main tool for that is my personal projects. Uh, and I always try to put pick pick like two subject matters or like techniques that I want to incorporate in a new scene. So for example, with the Capybara scene, I'm learning VFX and animation now. And those are the key points that I'm focusing with that scene. And all the other stuff is kind of like knowledge from before. And I don't try to add more. So I usually try to just do two. So the scene before that was uh, Unreal 5 and uh, kind of a cinematic uh, work for my Demon's Soul scene. So I always try to kind of like do do two uh, two new kind of like uh, techniques or software that I add to to a personal project. And then a nice thing when you end up in a studio, we always put down time for people to learn stuff. So for example, at at the Ubisoft, we got. Uh, uh, two weeks with a teacher to learn Houdini, uh, or we we became a Blender studio, so we got like a month where we had uh, could learn Blender at work time. 
So that's going to also be part of uh, when 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 you are in a studio that is it, if it's a good studio, they understand that putting down time for people to learn new techniques and software is going to enhance the game. Um, let's see. Next question: When one is creating a space, one know knows and I'm just going to read it first and then read it up. Okay, so basically Paul asked, uh, you are asking a little bit about um, uh, the process between like 0% to 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 70% when everything feels a little bit uh, awkward and wrong and stuff like that. And yeah, they, uh, I, I mean, we have it still like when we work on games where everyone is like, what, what why does this look so bad? <laughs> so... Um, I think that comes just with time, knowing that uh, uh, that with time you learn kind of like that there is going to be an awkward uh, process, uh, and you learn kind of like uh, to to not focus too too uh, roughly on it. Um, I can even bring up um, kind of the capybara scene to show that a little bit. Uh, that had like an awkward part also in it let's see so uh, like at one point it was like this and it hurts to watch but I mean uh, I know it's not going to end up here uh, for me uh, I, I put a lot of time to kind of learn doing paint overs and stuff like that and that helped me a lot to to kind of like sketch over stuff uh, or ask a friend who is a concept artist can also help a lot uh, to really like just uh, to, like answering questions like why why is it feeling bad and stuff like that. Another thing I do a lot is just posting it in different communities and see how people react. If it's positive, maybe I, I think too much on the, uh, I don't see the whole picture and people think it's a good whole picture. Uh, and if people point out stuff, uh, there is maybe some truth in it. So posting it in different communities, communities can also really help. Uh, I hope that answered your question there, Paul. Uh, Paula asked, uh, she asked about um, uh, if I recommend uh, getting the first job that we find or if we should like work longer and harder to really get to to a company with bigger, uh, like higher standard. Um, I think that that's usually like a personal question, uh, like a personal, like from a personal standpoint, like some people don't have the time, like maybe they they they, they have that half year and then they are, uh, don't have like a um, saving to, to, to be able to put down time. Uh, so in my case, uh, I had my indie studio and we were releasing my uh, our game. I kind of saw the writing on the wall that that game wouldn't sell. So I kind of knew that uh, I have six months until until uh, probably the money is going to run, run out in our company. Um, so I put, put really those six months as my deadline. Uh, and I... I didn't aim for like Naughty Dog. I aimed instead for something that is like mid-tier, but they do 
visually stuff that I still think is pleasing. Uh, uh, and I used those six months to really just focus on getting to 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 that uh, mid-sized studio. But I think uh, a nice thing, what I'm super happy is that I started in indie, and uh, in indie you wear a lot of hats. So I did everything from buying buying the the drinks and candy for Friday like Friday hangout to to fixing the coffee machine to doing art to doing even concept art for for the game. So you learn to wear a lot of hats and you become a very versatile versatile artist or person even. Um, so I'm I'm quite quite happy that I I, I started with like a like a very small studio and uh, learned a lot from that. But what I would say is I would probably not uh, like join a like a toxic studio. Like if if a studio has like a bad repetition er, um, wording on the street, like a glass door or stuff like that. And I would probably usually also ask artists working there. Uh, then I would say it's maybe better to wait because you don't want to be the first experience in a in a studio. You don't want to be negative in the sense of um the work environment but but that is not like the perfect looking game i think i think it's fine to not to not have the first best game ever um Germino asks about uh, so he asked the money question i think it shouldn't be taboo i think it's important for us uh, artists to talk about it and help each other to to figure out. So um, there is a very good uh, Excel document uh, that has been passed around on 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 Twitter. Uh, that kind of like uh, uh, a lot of artists have put anonymous what they they earn in studios, and that has helped a lot of artists. Uh, I don't know how I can uh, link that. Uh, but I could put it maybe in a lab chat on Discord so everyone can grab that. Uh, but I think I think um, it's very depending on where you are. Uh, so here in Sweden, we like compared to America, we are maybe half or even 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 less. Uh, but that's a little bit how the structure of uh, the society is built. Um, so I would I would like look at that like those Excel documents that usually shows up on Twitter. You have also Glassdoor. Um and then um I would say like those communities I talked about, uh, uh usually questions like that can be answered in those also. So I kind of learned about uh the pay in Stockholm by being on those uh Fika uh, the drink and draws Fikas. Uh, where I we used talked about it in, in a smaller group, and you kind of learned slowly what people uh, people earn. But I, I started uh, I started out with uh, I think I had uh, thousand 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 dollars uh, uh, a month <laughs> with my indie studio. So um, I, I started there. Uh, but that was also my studio, so uh, uh, I would never go for that if if it was another studio. But um, uh, I'm going to see with Alexa how we can link that that uh, document. Uh, so 
Dahan asked uh, what specialization is really needed now, uh, and he is giving the examples of uh, lighting or vegetation. So I think those two you wrote are probably the most popular, um, especially for the big studios. I think in now, um, so, so when I started, it was a material artist. Everyone became material artists suddenly, and that kind of clogged up. And now there is not so many material artist jobs anymore. And I kind of see a little bit that with lighting now, that you have a lot of, lot of people jumping on the lighting artist path. So I think uh, competition there is going to start becoming a little bit more uh, than it was uh, maybe two years ago. I think vegetation is still uh, fairly open, but that's also um, uh, becoming kind of like uh, more popular. Like before it was <laughs> really looked down on. I, I remember when I said that I'm going to become a vegetation artist to my coworkers at Starbiz, they kind of felt bad for me. Um, but uh, I don't agree with that. I still think it's very fun to do vegetation. Uh, it's very technical and, and uh, you have limitations in optimization and stuff like that, but it's, it's a very fun specialization. So I would say if you go for a specialization, you really need to be obsessed with it. Um, so when it comes to vegetation, when we build vegetation in, in studio, we read up on on papers, how the how the vegetation is growing and stuff like that in that area and stuff like that, like being very deep dive and stuff. Um, I would say that that's kind of like the the essence of being a specialist in something. Uh, and if you have passion for it, you're probably gonna become uh, very good at it, and uh, you're gonna get jobs with it. Uh, so I think even even when it comes to material artists. Uh, I think it's harder now, but if you are very, very good at it, uh, there is still possibility. Uh, I would say now the new trendy thing is uh, Houdini artist, but I would say you probably need to be very technical, uh, interested to go that path. Like I got the chance to try Houdini and learn it a little bit at Ubisoft, but I kind of knew that it's not for me. Uh, I'm too dumb for it, uh, <laughs> but um, I think uh, kind of like learning those small specializations and and um, and uh, trying it out to see is this me or is it not, and then uh, not kind of maybe picking it uh, because it's trendy because you're gonna get stuck with it if you pick it. Um, uh, what? was a expected skill, if any, you learned that became important on the job? Great question, Sara. Uh, let's see. So I would say, so I, so I went for, I went uh, to, um, what do you call it? Uh, in, 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 in university, I think you call it, like the, the high, uh, like bachelor degree. And I didn't learn anything there when it comes to game art. I, I even went to like similar school, like Vertex school, uh, seven, eight years ago or something like that, nine years ago, because I didn't have any technical skill when it comes to, to game art. But what, what I learned in that school was uh, uh, analyzing. Um, 
so uh, it was like a bachelor degree in in game art slash philosophy or something like that and uh, so you kind of learned with every project you did it was a lot of uh, analyzation and uh, thought experiments and stuff like that and uh, i think i realized that lately that that have gave me a quite nice skill to to really ask questions and doing it a lot um so that that would be probably it and it, it probably helped me to to kind of stare towards art direction and uh, and uh, lead art positions um let's see how do you uh negotiate salary when it comes to job offer uh ask sarah um so i think the first thing is to know kind of like the price range uh like what studios pays in that area and usually glassdoor if you go to glassdoor you have like a usually a salary there like a range price range um so I would say it's always better to just put yourself a little bit higher than you expect, uh, but not like uh, super higher. Uh, I learned it the hard way, like my first jobs, uh, Starbase and Ubisoft, I kind of undersold myself. Uh, and that kind of, those salaries get stuck until you switch job, basically. Especially in the star, uh, bigger studios, it's very hard to to change change that um so i kind of learned that that lesson to to kind of put the higher amount uh than than you are uh wanting or uh, uh and then i would say also for me it's become important to make myself uh, valuable so doing uh doing good for the studio is going to mean that they they don't want to lose you and uh, usually how they lose people is that another studio pays maybe a bit better salary or or give gives other perks so i think that's also a tool to to uh, negotiate salary but when it comes to like unit position i would say um finding out what what the region that you are working working in pays uh, and then uh, and then kind of like uh, uh, going towards that um, let's see, Katie asks, what's the responsibility of a lead artist? So yes, a, a lead artist is basically uh, the person who makes sure that the, 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 the people that they are working uh, around, so their group, uh, that they have like a kind of like a comfortable uh, work day, I would say. So a lead artist is mainly kind of looking at the project uh zoomed out and making sure that all the um parts for for example now environment art are working as they should uh, and making sure that not enough nothing in the cog wheel is getting stuck uh, and that can be to make two people that should talk with each other to solve a problem like make them talk to each other uh, that's something that <laughs> rarely happens uh, in in game studios. People prefer to just work and then uh, and then uh, and then hope the problem solves. But usually, it 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 it's only solvable by having having a talk together. Um, 
And then it's like uh, extension to that is kind of like overseeing kind of the art direction of of uh, of uh, the 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 part that you are doing. So for me, it's environment art. So kind of like uh, doing paint overs is uh, what I do a lot. So I look at look at a part of the game and uh, paint over on how to maybe make that look a little bit more interesting. Uh, and then also talking to every artist once once in a, once in a while and kind of like seeing to their needs and if they are um, missing something and so on. Um, so I would say for me, I try to like every lead artist I've had, I try to kind of learn from what what they've done good and bad. And I would say the most important skill a lead artist should have if you ask me, is uh, being able to read the room. So seeing is the group happy, sad, or 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 uh, or so on. Um, but then of course it varies a little bit, like depending on how big the studio is. So it, the bigger it gets, the the, the more narrow uh, every artist type uh, becomes. How difficult is it to get hired by a AAA company as a junior environment artist? If you have no work experience uh, in game industry before, or is it even possible? I would say it's super possible. Uh, I would say even like the bigger AAA studios in your area, uh, they probably usually fill 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 a lo lot of like uh, seats with juniors because um, seniors are always harder to to kind of get. That's kind of like uh, um, um, very hard. Uh, for a studio to to sometimes get, uh, and with juniors you also get someone that has like a a, a new outlook on stuff. Um, so if we take for example um, um, Robin here, he he joined uh, his first job was at Ubisoft as a junior uh, with these these scenes. Um, so I think if you if you use kind of the tool of, uh, uh, where did I put that? Uh, putting your stuff next to their stuff and you pull off kind of their their quality bar, I think it's totally possible. The only tricky thing would be to kind of try to get a junior position in a, maybe a different continent when it comes to visa and stuff like that. Because that's sometimes bound to, to, to be people that have more work experience and stuff like that. And that's more about the, the rules that the government is doing and stuff like that. Um, so totally possible. And next question is from uh, Kamala. How often, uh, how often studios hire artists from other countries? How much chance do I have if I'm not an, able to work in a country where the studio is? So I say I would say uh, it's very depending on the studios. I think so. I have a lot or a couple of couple of like people I work with and friends that uh, that are from uh, from um, from other countries and continents, and uh, their starting has sometimes been maybe that they do some freelance work for for maybe like an outsourcing studio. So one very popular now is Decagon. Um, so that, that sometimes is the start for some people. And then with Decagon, they maybe get a chance to work on like a, 
doing some outsourcing work for a Call of Duty or or another game, like a Ubisoft game. Uh, or Ubisoft doesn't have, uh, they have their own outsource studio. Uh, but other big companies. And if you get that to your portfolio, I would say then you almost becomes like a mid 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 level artist and then i think it's open up quite uh, possible to to just uh, have different uh, go to different countries and stuff like that but i think also now we hopefully we open up also to be able to work uh, work um, work from home um so I think that might be, I hope, a new possibility for most studios that uh, that you can work from 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 wherever you want and get kind of like people from everywhere. So I would say with Starbase was kind of cool. That studio kind of uh, had a game uh, like the Walking Dead game that I worked on, which was a bit poorly managed, but. Uh, uh, Basically, it 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 uh, when it was one year left on that game to to re- be realized, it uh, it was not almost started, so they needed to hire a lot of people. So they basically hired from everywhere, uh, and that made uh, made people from from basically every continent uh, joining that project here in Sweden. Uh, and w- w- with that, I'm kind of like just pointing out that sometimes uh, there is luck involved also. So I worked from people from from continents like uh, North America, South America, Africa, Asia. I think there was even Australia, like Australia and stuff like that. And that was a little bit like all of us, almost like uh, maybe the first or second job. And it was a little bit uh, from the situation that they really needed people to to finish that game. Um, so I think if you have a good portfolio and just sending out stuff. Um, that might might happen. Uh, Germino asks, do lead senior artists still get their hands started with modeling, texturing, sculpting? Uh, I would say uh, especially seniors does it. Like a senior artist still uh, do all of that stuff. Uh, and it's very, I would say, senior. Then you go towards a little bit more like the pure creation. And then after senior, you would become principal. So before there was a problem, like when when a senior became lead, they stopped doing kind of like pure produced art, uh, and some some artists got sad, uh, which I understand. Like if that's your passion, uh, so a lot of studios started to create like a like a branch off. So after senior, you usually become lead or you become principal. And principle is more uh, um, like a high-tier artist that uh, does uh, still get their hand dirty. Uh, usually, what they do is uh, looking looking in the future and kind of working on stuff that that might be what uh, uh, what is the next type of uh, graphic fidelity and stuff like that. Or they they do the, the where it uh, needs the most. Um, uh, things to fix but i would say like me as a lead i still do environment art when it's needed so sometimes i jump in and do and do do help out um and that was the same when i was at uh, ubisoft stockholm 
my my lead he did uh, environment art also uh, but maybe 25% or 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 30% or something like that uh, Rainy asked a very good question. Have you ever thought of quitting this industry? Um, once a week? No, uh, joke. Uh, so, so that was kind of a good, good uh, thing for me to see early on, seeing people leave and not come back. Like seniors. So now when I joined uh, like Starbase, for example, uh, I saw a lot of people being kind of tired of this industry, and I was very scared of becoming becoming that, like losing the 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 the, 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 the like the joy and the, the bubbling feeling that you have when you start. So I kind of did everything to not to not end up with that, uh, and I think it's it's very personal. But for me, what helped was to to try to kind of navigate not ending up doing the same thing over and over again, like doing the same rock over and over again. Uh, that's kind of the feeling I got from from some seniors that they are tired because they are doing the same over thing over and over again. But then you also have some people that end up in a bad situation, like crunch and stuff like that. Uh, but for, for me, what I did was basically try trying to do a lot of random things, both professionally like jumping on vegetation artists and doing that for a little bit uh, but then also personally like um, last year I illustrated for a kid's book uh, and I do like now I do like animations and I'm probably gonna jump into freelancing for for movies or tv shows and stuff like that uh, and for me that makes me still kind of like a, a newbie because I kind of jump into new uh, new industries and kind of it's the first again for me uh, and that really helped me um, I would say the only time I was thinking of quitting was when I kind of had my my problems with my hands and it hurt every time I worked uh, so that was very important for me to 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 fix how do you often make unique props as an environment artist? Also, uh, also as an environment artist, would you also do something that a level artist would do in the studio, like terrains, rocks, uh, uh, and dressing the level? Uh, Ask Sarah. So uh, first off, uh, this is the fun thing with studios. They come up with different names for different uh, for the same artist. So level artist and environment artist are basically the same it's just depending on the studio they are called differently um you have like wor world artist is usually the people that work with terrain and i would say rocks uh, usually lands on maybe vegetation artists so for avatar we worked on the rocks and stuff like that but to get back to your question um Environment artist for me, usually in a big studio, like if we take big studio, uh, the main focus is to kind of do set dressing. Uh, so usually a studio has other studios that do a lot of kind of the bulk props, like a lot of props. Um, and uh, you have um, send requests usually from a senior or a, or a content uh, manager to to get more props and then basically an environment artist is kind of creating the environments together with the kind of a concept artist or an art director 
getting help from them. But then when you are environment artist then, and sometimes uh, you don't get uh, all the props you need uh, or they don't exist, uh, it's up to you to kind of create them. So I would say with an environment artist, you jump it between a little bit being being a set dresser, being a prop artist, and then even sometimes doing lighting. So at Division, I got to do lighting, for example, um, a little bit. So I would say environment art is very varied. Uh, and for example, in our studio, I put uh, one of our artists to learn vegetation now. So he's been doing vegetation for two months, like just learning it. Uh, but he st still jumps in and do environment art sometimes. Let's see, Thomas asks, do companies share their art test anywhere? Uh, and would that be a good idea to showcase on your portfolio? So usually when you do an art test, uh, there is in the contract if you're allowed to share it or not. Uh, so what I always do is check with the studio uh, if I'm allowed or not. Uh, and I would say, if it's a good art test, I would say it's good to share. Uh, I I, I kind of like to share it if I'm allowed to share it. So, for example, the Avatar one, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to put on my art station. Probably when the game is out, even if if I did that barely f just from the movies, uh, there is a lot of uh, slippery slopes there. Uh, but for me, it's important to put them out so you you, know, you people that want to join the industry can kind of see how an artist would be. Because when I started out, I was so, uh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, what do you say, curious to find artists. So I did everything to find artists. And I would say the most famous one is probably like Star Citizen is out on ArtStation. If you search for Star Citizen artist, I would basically type in uh, artist in, in uh, in uh, ArtStation and I'm gonna click the images and if you see same thing or repeating over and over again you can kind of like see if it's probably an artist. Uh, and then uh, Andres asks do you know if companies are interested more in stylized or realistic characters? Um, so I think I think before we always said that like indie mobile is for stylized and then uh, if you want to do AAA it's more uh, realism. But I think that have changed the last five years and I would say it's probably like 50-50 now. Especially with the like massive uh, success of like Overwatch and uh, Fortnite, um, uh, Valorant for example. Uh, you have I think the the uh, the customers are a bit bored by realism now, uh, slowly a little bit. So I think uh, I think it's more up to you what you are really interested in. I would say, um, which is nice. Um, I think when it comes to the different workflows, so when it comes to realistic characters, uh, it might be that you work much more with like, uh, for example, for, for the big, like the realistic games I worked on, like sneaking over, looking at the character artist. Uh, they worked a lot with like scan data. So they had scanned actors uh, and kind of like fixing that and kind of adding more detail. Um, if it's a human then, of course. 
uh, and then uh, and then maybe kind of uh, several people working on the same character. So maybe, for example, at uh, at uh, Walking Dead we had a hair specialist, and he still works as a hair specialist. So he he basically freelanced to make hair for different games. Uh, and then when you come to stylized, uh, I'm not sure, but I think that may, might be more that you are doing the whole character. But sadly, I'm not a character artist, uh, so I can't uh, say that for certain. Um, seems that was the last question. Um, great question, everyone. Did I miss any question? If so, please uh, just write. But I think I... Didn't miss any. Uh, and like I said, if there is a question that you feel like you don't want to bring up here, uh, you can always just uh, write me in DM and I'm happy to answer it. Um, okay, maybe wait, wait three minutes to half and see if anyone else comes up with any questions. Uh, or else we can start wrapping up. That's a great question, Bruno. I actually have uh, another, so I'm a person of links, because <laughs> uh, for some reason I remember where I saw something and I have a great link on that. Uh, let's see. So ArtStation did it like this one, Freelance Guide 2020, uh, where they wrote about the freelance gig and they wrote the rates here. Uh, so maybe I can give this to Alexa also to, to share so everyone gets it. I don't know how we do that the best way. Uh, but I can link it here in the chat in the meantime. But here you can see kind of like experience time and then uh, what people earn percentage wise. Um, so I would say what I heard is like between $20 to $50, maybe, like what it says here, uh, would basically be rates, I would say. Uh, then it depends on the country. Like, for example, if I, when I freelance outside Sweden, it's basically 55% taxes on everything I earn uh, freelance. So I can... Kind of have to push it a little bit further sometimes than 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 they would give me. So it uh, like depending on the country, I would say also. Uh, as an environment artist, do you work on vegetation too, or is there uh, are the vegetation artists who do that? Uh, so I would say at most studios you have a vegetation artist because it's a very specific uh, skill uh, and it's a lot of uh, technical stuff to make it run in real time so we still have like poly count is not that expensive anymore but we have the problem with vegetation that it uses alpha cards and that's very expensive to render when alphas are on top of each other it's called overdraw and that's very expensive and it's up to the a vegetation artist to work with a very narrow window to make something look very nice. So uh, I were I was hired as a vegetation artist on the Avatar project, which was super fun, like especially with that type of vegetation. Uh, 
And I, I basically just worked on vegetation, I would say 90% of the project. But then me being an environment artist previously, uh, I got to help out and work on maybe a little bit of the, the human stuff and uh, and and, and uh, Navi stuff and stuff like that also. So I think um, I would say as a vegetation artist, depending on the circumstance, it's possible that you do environment art sometimes. And then if you're an environment artist, uh, like hired as environment artist, then you show interest in vegetation. They probably put you on vegetation, but then you probably sit on vegetation for a while. So in our studio, we have one person who who is doing the vegetation, and he he got like two months from me now to learn it basically, um, where he was just sitting and doing vegetation, like uh, and we uh, like bought tutorials and like everything like that. Um, No problem. Super good questions, everyone. Uh, I wouldn't have come up with these topics. So <laughs> thank you guys for, for good questions. Um, yeah, see, see you guys around on, uh, on Discord. Um, super fun to see a little bit new names also. Um, so have a, have a good Friday and a nice weekend. Uh, and I see you on uh, Discord. Uh, the lab streams are going to get back. Uh, I'm moving next week. Uh, uh, and then I'm going to jump back streaming a little bit personal work uh, again after, after the movie's done. Bye, everyone. All right, thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this. And I wanna ask just two things of you. Number one, make sure to leave a comment or rank this wherever you are listening to it on Apple, uh, Stitcher, Spotify. It really makes a difference in helping us get the word out about this industry and about what we do. Number two, make sure you visit vertexschool.com to learn more about what programs we offer in this area as a creative and for artists who are looking to jumpstart their career and discover a new industry. Again, thank you so much for listening. We're accepting applications right now, so I look forward to hearing from you soon.